What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy holidays, what the butters. Mike Benner here. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, etc. Peter is in San Francisco. Jamel is on a boat right now somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. And it's raining here in Los Angeles. So we're not recording a new episode this week. We're releasing a special holiday-themed episode from behind the Patreon paywall for this week's episode. It's a lengthy discussion of the insane Disney Channel Hanukkah-slash-basketball movie, Full Court Miracle. And I happen to think it's a particularly funny episode about a particularly crazy fucking movie. I think you'll like it, you'll enjoy it, Uh, but while we're on the Patreon topic, the Airbuds would like to formally announce some big changes to our Patreon structure starting January 1st, 2020. As of the new year, there will officially be two tiers. A $5 tier, which will get you access to exclusive episodes, our Slack chat, video content, free entry to live shows, and more. And then there's the one-time payment $1,700 tier in which you get access to all of the above. Plus, we'll fly you to LA, take you to a professional basketball game, get you high on marijuana, and hang out a bunch until you get sick of us and leave the city of Los Angeles. So... If you listen to this episode and you like what you hear, consider heading over to patreon.com slash airbudspod. That's patreon.com slash airbudspod. Enjoy the show. We are live. We're live. We're recording. It's happening right now. It's happening. It's moving and shaking. Moving. Shaking. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy holiday. Happy Hanukkah. Happy third night of Hanukkah tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. All have definitely stopped caring about Hanukkah. Bye. I don't even know if I'll light a light a candle. Damn. I'm going to be with my wife's family celebrating Christmas and a newborn child. Feels a little much to be like, um, we're going to light the Hanukkah candle, too. Just light one in the bathroom. You married a Gentile and you just forgot your entire culture. It's... In my defense, I forgot my entire culture long before I married Beth. <laughs> well, I'm shaming you. I'm not your mom. Not yet. Ooh. We'll see what happens. Well, my application is in, so. This is a special holiday edition in which Peter and Michael are mother and son. <laughs> yeah. I love you, honey. Thanks, mommy. Goddamn. Welcome, Patreons. Are you guys are you guys excited for the holiday? Are you if, ready to if you're open listening presents? to this right now? You are actively avoiding your family, and mm-hmm. for that, we are here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas <laughs> for all my um, uh, gang members. You know, Hanukkah is like a holiday that we were talking about this before we started recording. Kind of like it's a minor event in Jewish history that has been kind of blown up, right? By so Madison like, Avenue. By Madison Avenue, kind of be this like uh, not competitor but cohort to christmas uh i feel like if they wanted to own christmas if they wanted to like get in there it should be christmas 
There should be for December twenty sure. fifth. Should you be chop everyone's the penises day when off. Everyone gets their foreskin <laughs> cut off. Whoa. That is worth the price of admission for at least a year of the Airbuds <laughs> Patreon, right there. That is, yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever, then, who's the president of Israel right now? Uh, uh, Netanyahu. Oh, Netanyahu Junior. So, yeah, uh, it's his kid. <laughs> hit us up at Airbuds Pod. We've got a lot of great ideas. If you guys want to own December, you got to go with Christmas. I'm with it, man. Fuck going to the movies. Happy Jared Smithmas. Ooh, that's yeah. nice. You know, yeah. shirt off if you're in the tropics. Hell which yeah, I'll be. Yeah, you're you're recording this from a nice location from uh from Turks and Caicos, baby. Good for you, man. With my, I assume drunk off two Michelob Ultras, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I assume mom will be Listen, done for some, before. For some people, that is paradise. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Jared Smith? Um, I feel like he's like a foreskin activist. I feel like he's anti-circumcision. No way. Yeah, no, no. I bet he is. JR is chopped. No, I mean, I bet he is chopped. I bet screwed. he's like, I wish it was like my body, my choice. Like He, <laughs> he, he like, misses his foreskin every day. Yeah, he's probably one of those dudes God that damn. like... Remember when that was the biggest thing that everyone knew about Andrew Yang? Was that he hated foreskin? Or he loves foreskin? Wait, what? Andrew Yang Andrew is a Yang? foreskinner? That? that was like the first thing that I, we learned about him. Was like, he's like, he... Wants everyone to keep their foreskin or something. That is very him. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yang gang. uh, (laughs) The anti-Brismas gang. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Guys, we're getting together on this holiday to talk about something that's very special. Uh, It's an Air Buds holiday spectacular right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just spectacular. I'm about to start a fire that we're going to sit by. Yeah. This this episode pairs nicely with a... um, Grocery store eggnog, mm-hmm. you know, throw some uh, sauce up in that thing. I I concur. What are you doing there, rum? Rum? Throw some Bacardi in here. Brandy. You guys rum. fuck with eggnog? I maybe that's the Jew in me. I eggnog to me is it's gross. I feel like I want to eat my eggs. What, I don't think it's actual. It's not just like it's not just an omelet in liquid form. Prove it. I, you know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Make a Denver omelet. Throw it in a blender. Yeah. Put some milk in there. Put a little milk. A dash of Hennessy. And that's eggnog. Um, but anyways, no. We watched uh, a, a holiday film, a holiday basketball uh, classic, uh, the Disney Channel original movie, Half Court Miracle. 2003. I had never heard of this Wait, movie. Wait, is it Full Court it's Miracle? It's a Full Court Miracle. Full Court Miracle. Full court miracle. Sorry. Yeah. Their, full offense, court miracle. their offense is a Half Court Miracle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter, do you want to tell us what the movie's about? It's about the miracle of Hanukkah being aggressively applied to a middle school basketball team where they believe that the ghost of Judah Maccabee has re-entered their life in the form of Lamont Carr, NBA prospect who blew out his knees and is living in a van down by the river, literally, to, in hopes that the 76ers will sign him. Yep. That's that's a good summation. Uh the movie's wild. It's pretty. I don't know. Is it just like was everything that stupid in two thousand two? Uh, yes. In short, yes. O two. You you want to think everybody was smart because there's a two at the front, but um, they were pretty dumb. Peter just lit a fire. Oh, he just, uh, <laughs> I was like, what is that? Some, he just threw yeah. some Yule logs in the yeah. thing oh, for us. Yeah. Set some crackling logs on fire. Oh, it's beautiful. Thanks, Look at bud. That. 
I mean, we could just add that in in post. Yeah, yeah, nope. Yeah. No, you want to <laughs> I don't even know if it's going to make it to the microphone, but I wanted to. That's why it's better to put it in post. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turn, turn your logs down a little bit. Uh, what, the, is the movie anti? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's a weird log. <laughs> you got one of those e logs? <laughs> Peter, can you turn push notifications off on your log? Yeah. <laughs> Uh. Oh man! Anyways, full core miracle. I also love that you were like, <laughs> "I'm about to start a fire," and then it was like four minutes it's later. Like, yeah. It took you that long to find the fire sound on uh. YouTube. <laughs> well, he was focusing hard on our podcast. I could not. <laughs> I could not remember the word fireplace. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Uh. <laughs> What did you type in instead? Open fire. <laughs> Open fire. Open uh, fire. Wood, wood area. That's why we edited it out, but he typed in open fire, then it was just a bunch of like sounds of war. <laughs> like just like Iraq in two thousand six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to full court miracle, guys. Yeah. Uh, based on a true story, opening shot based, based on a true story, kind of. of Hanukkah. I would say more inspired, <laughs> two true stories, inspired <laughs> yeah. by a true story. Lamont Carr is an actual person. Um, he did play college basketball in the seventies. Okay, he didn't become the coach of a Hebrew school until the nineties, so he's uh-huh. like well past his like yeah. prime. Uh, but inspired by him and given the same name, uh, set in Philadelphia. Uh, opening shot is uh, William Penn uh, atop City Hall. And then I had to watch it with subtitles on because I had some work being done uh, at my house. Uh, so I noticed right off the bat, one of the first lines is about Allen Iverson because this is Philadelphia in 2002. Of course. Uh, they spelled Allen Iverson wrong. They spelled it A-L-A-N. Yeah, so Disney Plus, get your shit together. Whoever's like doing Alan your subtitles the- needs to fact check. If Peter didn't die of laughter, he would let us know that uh, that is how Jewish people spell Alan. Yeah. That is how every Alan I've ever met spells his name. <laughs> uh, Alan Iverson. I also want to note that uh, the Warriors are the undefeated bad guy team <laughs> in this movie. Their name yeah. is the Warriors. They're but, the rival middle school eighth grade team, I guess. Which the age of these kids w- was highly debated before we turned the mics on. I, I'm, They're taking PSATs. But I think I took a. Did you guys ever take a PSAT in eighth grade? I think Fuck I did. No. I okay. never took a PSAT. Who's the only Jewish one on the show? Me? Yeah. Is that I just like I, a Jewish thing? No, I th- think I took a PSAT in eighth grade. It was like, here's the practice. Here's how you might be in high school, you dummy. I like, Yeah, I don't know. Well, not... whatever it is, our main character, Alex Schlotsky. Oh, um, might as well be called fucking Chachki. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, uh, they're bragging about their PSAT scores in the movie. He scored a fifteen sixty, and I just want to note that later a major plot point is that he's dumb and not good at school. So I'm just like, which is it? Full court miracle? Is he really smart, or fifteen sixty is near perfect, or is he dumb? You can be both, smart and dumb. I, I, guess I tested high in everything, and I always underachieved. That was my vibe. Perfectly underachieved. Yeah, that's a good point too. Of my life. 
I actually did pretty well on my SATs, <laughs> but graduated high school with a 1.7 GPA. 1.7? Hey, same. Same. Yeah, a D minus GPA, baby. Let's go. Same, bro. Yeah. 1.7? Yeah, yeah, but my SATs got me into college. My SAT could have, but I didn't like really care. I mean, I only did well on like the English section. The math, I like straight up went to sleep. Well, I feel like I learned how to take tests from standardized testing. So, like, I knew um, you can always eliminate at least two, like, questions from a mo- or two answers from a multiple choice question, like, off the bat. Like, I can know looking at a math problem, like, okay, well, these two answers are wrong. And then it's just, like, working backwards from there. I feel like that's what standardized testing taught me is that, like, I know how to take a test. That's pretty good. Or, like, even it's a great skill, though. English is like reading comprehension mostly for the SATs, right? I don't know how it was when you guys took it. I took it a few years before you. Uh, Here's what you do. Don't read the fucking essay. Go down to the question and look for what they're asking about and then scan it and look for the word and then you then figure it out from there. Damn, I wish I would have fucking hung out with you before I took the SATs, bro. It was so easy. That still sounds like some beautiful mind shit you just said. No, it's it's not like I knew the information. I just knew how to, to take the test. I got a one. I graduated with a one seven, and I also got a ten seventy. So my SAT matches my GPA. That's <laughs> beautiful. That's that's, that's poetry. That's poet. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, I do want to point out this movie, uh, written by Joel Silverman, alongside the writing team of Joel Kaufman and Donald Yost. So uh, such a disappointment. Two out of three of the names are such a disappointment. Exactly what He's, you'd expect from uh, this movie. <laughs> Uh, but just I, like our, just like Stephen Miller and Jared Kushner, somehow the Jews always inflicting the worst on themselves. Yeah, really. Just uh, I want to point out that the Joel Kaufman and Donald Yost writing team also wrote another sports movie with the word "miracle" in the title, called "Miracle in Lane 2, which was a Disney Channel movie in which Frankie Muniz plays a track star in a wheelchair. <laughs> What year did that come out? I think that was like 2003. So they uh, had like post a little Malcolm bit of a, in the Middle. This is it came out the year after Miracle uh, during Full Court Miracle. So I think it was in in the middle. Yeah, um, I might have got the years backwards. I don't know, but it's it's definitely like Malcolm time. Frankie Muniz, right? Yeah, yeah. Malcolm started in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we meet we meet Alex uh, and then his other friends on the team, Joker. TJ, Stick, and Big Ben. <laughs> Some classic Jewish names right there. Yeah. I I mean, I don't even know what to say. We never learned Stick's actual name. At least we know Big Ben. I guess we don't learn Joker's name either. Joker and Stick. Just have Joker and Stick. <sighs> I mean, I guess Jor- Jordan probably. <laughs> Stick is probably, is probably Steven. Ethan. There's got to yeah. be an Ethan in there. Yeah. yeah. And um, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, we get a, we get at the beginning, we get a kind of a weird fantasy sequence. So it's like very macabre, like Schlotsky, the main character kind of imagines himself as like a desolate, like oppressed Judah Maccabee, who's like facing off against a bunch of Aryan kids in like Roman (laughs) garb, centurion garb. Yeah. And like very clearly the best part about this is it's kind of in slow motion. And so when the kids talk, they sound like they're super fucking drunk. He's like, you're going to get it, Schlotz. And he's like, not if I can do about it. Yeah, it's a weird fantasy because it's set up to be 
the the Maccabee situation, uh, but then it's on a basketball court and they're playing basketball, and then like he's supposed to be Judah Maccabee, but they're still calling him Schlotsky. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mess. It's, it's like, a hot mess. Yeah. But it's also pretty trippy. There's a few trippy scenes in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was it's weirdly shot. It feels like they're about to be killed. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. It was it's it's a weird moment very up far up top in the movie. Yeah, we're like if this plays out, they're murdered, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they get murdered. Oh, and then it's even like that is uh I think the scene ends with Tyler, uh, the Aryan leader of the warriors, who's currently in Roman centurion garb. Uh, he says, wait till you see what we do to you in the tournament. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, beat you in basketball, I hope. Yeah, like, what do you mean? That's it, man. Like, you're not, yeah, you're not going to kill these kids, are you? It also was disappointing that like they, written by Jews, the presumption from everyone when you walk into this movie as a viewer is like, oh, yeah, Jews are just – not only terrible at sports, but they're actively incompetent in sports. Mm-hmm. Like, the coach is, like, doing math problems on the sidelines, and then when he's asked to help, he just turns around and starts riling up the crowd. Yeah, he starts a chant, a, uh, a Go Lions chant or whatever. He doesn't... It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, the opposing coach, also too happy... Way too happy. ...to be winning. He's like, they're up 40. And yeah. he, he's and every- getting the crowd happy. He's like, yeah, yeah hooray! Yeah! Yeah! Yes! No one is allowed to get that excited for any circumstance at a game involving kids under the age of 14. Ever. Makes me assume he hates Jewish people. Oh, yeah. It's def- it's definitely more than... Or loves kids too much. Could be both. Touch of both. Yep. Yeah. Pinch of both. Um, <laughs> speaking of hate- hating Jewish people, um, I had a thought during this movie. Do you think this could be like... The Disney company's like reparations for Jewish people because of Walt Disney's famous anti-Semitism. This is some pretty shitty reparations. <laughs> but I think they're like, look, we we gave you a movie. We're cool now, right? <laughs> oh, that definitely. It came up. Yeah. It came up at some big meetings. Yeah. Somewhere someone was like, oh, Walt would fucking hate this show. Yeah. <laughs> I Walt bet, yeah. would be fucking turning in his grave right now if he saw what we were doing with these Jews. Although Walt would probably love how the Jews are mostly portrayed by almost every single character in this movie. Yeah, that's true. It, it does like, seem like Walt was ghostwriting this from yeah, Beyond the Crave. It did feel like yeah. everyone who like was playing a Jew in this movie like read Elders of Zion right before and then were like, all right, let me get my hook nose on here and doctor and lawyering here. But there's doctor and lawyer. Yeah. There's a lot of there's probably Gentile like executives like at Disney though at the time who were like and it's gonna help with the Walt problem <laughs> like they didn't <laughs> but it's definitely like everyone okay well, so let's talk about the dad when we first meet oh my Mitchell uh, Schlotsky's dad Mitchell uh, he's wearing an apron that says kiss me I'm kosher yeah he's working on a stir fry a kosher stir fry he's also oh man his poor he. Clearly not the breadwinner. Let's just put it right there. He is like, he is very much Mr. Mom in every capacity. No, and this is underlined uh, in a moment a little later in the film when Alex comes downstairs uh, to his like very like gigantic fucking like open air like condo in the heart of Center City, Philadelphia. Oh, apparently. they're paid. Because yeah. they you know motherfuckers is paid when they got their fucking pots and pans hanging. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yo. That's how you know. P- 
paper. There's also a moment where she says, I can't find the espresso machine. And I'm like, espresso machines are fucking gigantic. What are you talking about? Also, there's How big is your house that you lose an espresso machine? Their espresso machine is also just like a lemon juicer, basically. Oh, yeah. It's like this huge like crank that they're making. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there's a moment where you know that Mitchell is not the breadwinner when uh, Alex comes downstairs and says, where's dad? And she, the mom says... He's showing the Bender condo again. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the tone is like, I, my husband is a deadbeat who couldn't sell fucking ice to a, an Eskimo. Like, I made the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> I am upset at my life choices because your father is a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Mom's a bit of a tool. She's a doctor and loves it. Yeah, yeah, relax. Loves it so much that she's trying to make Alex Schlotsky, uh, her son, uh, go be a doctor, even though he's 14. Tries to get him involved in a doctor shadowing program where where children can follow a doctor around a hospital for a <laughs> all week. day after after school. Just <laughs> yeah. like what going in with the doctors, like to uh, the patients. It's pretty weird. When you do think about that, it's really just him standing outside of a hospital room while the doctor goes in, and then he comes out. And he goes to another doctor room. He's got to stand outside there. What is he even doing? Way less productive than organized sports. Oh, my God, yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah. It would make you go crazy. Could you imagine if you were a patient and you're like, end up in a doctor, what is it? a 13-year-old yeah. <laughs> shadower in here to look at your, uh, your, your that weird thing on your leg? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex Schlotsky. <laughs> but we call him Schlotz. <laughs> uh, now, bend over and show us where it's, where it's bugging you. Yeah, it's important to note that uh, the Liberty Tournament, which apparently is Philadelphia's premier eighth grade citywide basketball tournament, is being held at the Philadelphia Jewish Academy this year. Citywide, but clearly some kind of private parochial, like there's there's one black kid on the Warriors, I think. I think actually I counted like two or three black kids on that team, but mostly white other kids, yeah. It's Philadelphia is not a, a, a primarily white city, so it's weird <laughs> to see all these public schools not have black kids in it. Yeah, yeah no, they got to be some sort. Of, it's some sort of private vibe. Yeah, it's the uh, religi- the rabbinical league, or like yeah, the religious yeah. league. Yeah, religious middle school league championships are taking place at some time of year. We don't really know what time of year it is. I mean, I guess it would probably be like ostensibly the winter, but it's very clearly like. The middle of summer for this entire movie. Yeah, they're not cold at any point. At one point, but they're I'd... wearing a lot of jackets and stuff. In fact, they when they're outside playing basketball, they're in full on like Jinko jeans and winter coats. Yeah, that's true. And but, like boots, but they're balling. But then they're supposed to go to like sell coffee for when they or you know when they're trying to raise money to like hire Lamont as just yeah. their private coach. It's like you're clearly selling coffee on like the hottest day in Philadelphia. To a bunch of Hasidic Jews wrapped in copious amounts of clothing and yeah. beard. Yeah. Also, like, it just, what a wild idea. Like, that the, the writers were just like, I know what they'll do to raise money. Sell coffee. What? <laughs> like, they're fucking kids. Do, do rabbis like coffee in a particular amount that like, do I'm not Jews aware of? Do Jews like coffee in a particular Maybe amount? more than anyone else? Is like, lemonade why? not kosher? No, it's what's wrong with lemonade? It's just it's just lemons and <laughs> yeah. sugar. I'm just confused because like, dairy or meat in it. That's the problem. I mean, well, I don't know how you do lemonade, but I, probably, <laughs> I like to put a little lard in mine. 
<laughs> just to give it a little a little thro- a little frothiness on the top if you whip it. Yeah. Look, I I I I'm an experienced writer. I teach writing. Something I always tell my students is put lard in lemonade. Yes. No, when, you, be, when you life hands you lemons, find some lard. Everything in your script <laughs> should be intentional and there for a reason. And if I ask you why, like if I'm if I say why are they doing this, and your answer is just because, that's not a good answer. If I were to ask the three writers behind this movie why are they selling coffee, and they're just like because it's funny, like that's not a good answer. But, they would say because I think Jewish people drink coffee. That's what they would think. I'm not. But sure. two of them are. I, I, I'll guarantee that two of them are Jewish. I don't know about Donald Yost. Is Yost a Jewish? Yost name? does not sound too Jewish. To yeah, me. I don't think so either. Um, what if it was like a Yost script, and he got the other two to just hop on board? Just well, Joel. Uh, Joel Kaufman and Donald Yost are a writing team, so they they've written a bunch of other shit together. They they're like a registered team, at least they were. They didn't have a very long career, I'll tell you that much. Do you have to register your team like like tag teams and like wrestling? Uh, I mean, just for like credits wise, uh-huh. if you see the ampersand between two names, that means they're a writing team. Official. Yeah. Damn. Um, Can I get a I'll jersey? By, like WGA rules. Yeah. What's All that? Right. Can you, you get jerseys done? Yeah. Why not? All right. That'd be fun. Good to know. Oh, I want to point out, I just want to talk about uh, when we meet Lamont Carr. The kids are dreading the upcoming tournament because they don't have a good coach. They don't have a Judah Maccabee to lead them, as is kind of the theme of this movie. Yeah. Uh, so they're playing, they're, I guess, practicing at like a an, a, an outdoor court. And uh, just randomly, Schlotsky sees a very tall uh, black man uh, playing basketball and, and dunking and shit. And he just goes... He just walks over to him and takes his ball. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, can I rebound for you? And he's like, dude, I don't care. And then... <laughs> Whatever, man. Just leave me alone. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. He takes a rebound and is like, hey, what's your name, dude? And Lamont says, no. And then Schlotsky says, I'll give you the ball back if you tell me your name. And you're like, why is this child bullying a 30-year-old man? He's <laughs> like, like, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. And Lamont Carr is just like, what the fuck? I didn't ask her this. And it's like, I'm going to call like weird like racism on part of the movie, too, where it's like this character just sees like a random black dude who's good at basketball and is like being like you have to come be my coach now. Like, it's just... It's yeah. just like, like, what he is, is such a bad look for Jews in this movie. Such a little turd the whole time. Yeah. It's a weird moment. And then, like, we'll get to it later, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 that comes up again, where, like, this weird, like, uh, sense of entitlement that this little boy has over the life and career of an adult man. Anyways. Uh, so, eventually, it comes out. He lives in a van down by the river. He needs money, so he's he agrees to coach the team on the side for money uh blah 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 blah. anything fun that i'm missing uh not fun but i'm wondering why uh the girl that hangs out with oh julie him, yeah. why is julie not on the team uh I, well i don't think julie goes to that school i think she's a friend from the neighborhood what at one point, he's like, oh, Julie, you love basketball so much, and you get everything about me. Go be a doctor, Julie. Yeah. Take my place. Yeah, he's such a little shit, that kid. But, yeah, I think I don't, I think the Jewish Academy is an all-boys school, right? Is there any I mean, girls that, in the school? That makes sense, sort of. They've got a female assistant principal. That's true. Does that mean girls are allowed to be there? I don't know. 
Also, verdict on the assistant principal, hot or not? I oh, say I think she was. I don't want to. I don't want to like correct you, but she. I think she's the straight up principal, right? Oh, she's yeah, principal? she's the principal. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. the yeah. principal and the rabbi dynamic is very like queen prime minister ish. It feels like I wanted to ask, like, is that like is the rabbi the royal head of a school? I know you didn't like you didn't come up in Hebrew school, right? No, but, but I definitely like. I feel like it's a. It is that kind of symbiotic relationship. Actually, you guys want to know some gossip? Oh, <laughs> holler at us. This is like. Late nineties, like Hebrew school in Cleveland, gossip. Yes, yeah, is there any other kind? <laughs> so the rabbi of my <laughs> <laughs> the rabbi of my temple, um, it came out was having an affair with the head of like the like the of like the Hebrew school at my temple, and mm-hmm. it was a big fucking scandal. Yes, and then he got run out of town. Well, not run out of town, but he moved out of town. Had to like divorce his wife. It was a whole big thing. And did he marry like, the head of the? Yeah, they're oh. married and they live somewhere in California. I think. Sick. He did my bar mitzvah. What's his name? <laughs> say his name now. Three, <laughs> two, one. Say it. Three, two, one. I, say it. I, I just, you know, I I mean, the point. You is, can look it up, or you know, I mean, he's a good dude. He's a solid guy. It was just like, I remember when that was happening, I was like, yo, this is a fucking scandal right here. This is some scandalous shit. I was like, I didn't know adults could do this. Yeah. I was like, uh, they were hanging out all the time. Adults could do anything. Crazy. The rabbi in this movie is trying to get Oh, up. He's putting- Super hard. He's got some vibes. There the whole some, time he's watching uh, the finals, he's only looking at the principal. Yeah. He's directing everything yeah. in his life and to the principal. he does that weird point thing. Yeah. Yo, yeah. That's horny. That is it some is horny literally, shit right there. Oh my God. He was like doing weird- Devil horns. Yeah, yeah this yeah, movie yeah. is Fuck you. Yeah. With my Jew horns. Yeah. <laughs> the principal does definitely have some like hot Joan Cusack vibes. I would say. Yeah, yeah. would would hit certainly. Um, all that said, uh, the rabbi and uh, and Lamont Carr, only two good actors in this whole movie. I think, right? Oh, Lamont Carr, that dude. Um, God, what is his real name? His name is he's... Richard T. Jones. I think. Yeah, the yeah. God. Uh, he's in a hood classic of the Wood. He's in the wood? Yeah, he's uh, the tall kid. He's got the curl. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the wood. Uh, you know, part of an expanded woodverse, right? Oh, right, because it's in the like fucking dope. Uh, dope. It's like, it takes place in the world of yeah, dope. Stacey. Yeah, Stacy. Yes, yeah. of course. Is there other movies that take place in that universe? I, I want to say no, yeah. but that Stacy move is a great move. Maybe, yeah. um, sorry to bother you, has a slight reference, but I might be making that up. Who knows? If you know anything Dude, about the Woodverse. he was in Chips. He was in Concussion. He's in hella, like, CBS dramas. Yeah. He was in Hot Pursuit. Nah, I fuck with that dude. Heavy. Godzilla. Fuck with that dude. Man, this guy's been in some fucking movies. Super 8. Yeah. Super great for him and his career. Any pornos? Um, okay. Which but speaking of Lamont Carr, uh, Richard T. Jones' character, uh, he... Uh, doesn't tell Schlotsky his name when they first meet, but Schlotsky gets his license plate as he drives away and does some uh, detective work <laughs> and finds his like his University of Virginia like old player profile on the website, and he looks like he's forty years old in his like college picture. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it looks like they tried to just basically gray out the whatever his headshot was like the back of it it was very weird they like i think they might have photoshopped his goatee out for the picture whatever it was like it just like it's like this man looks so fucking old (laughs) yeah they didn't do too many changes to the look uh oh i wrote a note down at that point uh 
that Schlotsky is the Jewish JTT question mark? He's got Jonathan Taylor Thomas vibes. He's the kid from Home Alone 3. Yeah, he is. Right, I did notice that on his IMDb page. That's I don't think I've ever fact, seen it, though. Home Alone 3 came out first? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Who are the... Um, he was brother. also in this... Uh, oh, man. He was also in this... Uh, this TV show... Jackie and Bobby, I think. Do you remember that on oh, WB? Oh, like the JFK and RFK yeah. thing? It was like a parable about Robert F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. Yeah. It was like them as kids. But it's like set in modern times, but it's like them in high school. Whoa. It's like yeah. one of these kids is going to be the president. Yeah. And their names are Jackie and Bobby. It's very heavy-handed. Oh, fun fact. Uh, did you know that Walt Disney, uh, noted anti-Semite and uh, hardcore conservative, uh, after John F. Kennedy died, did not lower any of the flags at Disneyland. <laughs> Whoa. The baddest dude in the game, Walt Disney. <laughs> Whoa. Unexpected yep. news. Yeah. I mean, JFK came up. I might as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Uh, you just Everyone like- keeps telling this little Jewish kid that he should be a lawyer. <laughs> Everyone's everyone. like everyone is like, ugh, he'd be a lawyer, dude. Yeah. Like if you're gonna be this annoying, at least be a fucking lawyer. At least Julie like says it, Lamont hour. says it. Her his mom, who is also pushing for him to be a doctor, is also like, or a lawyer. <laughs> like yeah. everyone is telling this kid be a lawyer, which at the fifth mention starts to feel a little like anti Semitic <laughs> in its own way. <laughs> Even when it's coming from his mother. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, What about law? Or medicine, or education mm-hmm. of the law. <laughs> it's a, that's a theme in like Disney movies too. Is like, like moms don't want you to like do anything after school, but homework. It's fucking ridiculous. Like none of these kids are like, oh, I want to sell weed and skate. He just wants to play basketball too. It's yeah. not like he's trying to do anything else. I want to play school right. authorized One basketball, thing. mom. She does act like he's trying to, like, become a juggalo. And it's like, no, he's trying to play. <laughs> Not only is it basketball, sports. it's Jewish basketball. Like, yeah, he only wants to play Jewish basketball. Yeah. He doesn't Everyone's even still want to... wearing a kippa. It's very, very easy. Uh, one fun note about the mom too: there's a little runner throughout the movie that she's a really bad cook. Um, so much so that uh, she tries to microwave uh, Schlotsky a waffle. And she ruins that somehow. We watch her put a, a, a microwave waffle in the microwave for 30 seconds, and he take, she takes it out and puts it in front of him, and then he picks it up and drops it like it's a rock. And it's like, you can't fuck up a microwave waffle. Yeah, <laughs> like, they can't even burn that way. Yeah. It's really – also, like, it is very clear to me from the moment that she keeps bringing up this condo, even that Lamont ends up going to live in, like, the dad is having an affair. There's no right. doubt. Like, Papa Bear is definitely getting this groove on because Mrs. Schlotsky is not. Yeah, that's facts. His office has a pool table in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty horny. Yeah. And we'll revisit this. And this may just be, this may sound like we're just pulling something out of thin air. No. We've got evidence coming Hard later. Evidence. Recap. Yeah. Hard evidence. Hard um, evidence. At this point, we start to realize that uh, – all the kids may literally think that Lamont is a reincarnated ghost of Judah Maccabee. Um, it's the only explanation for why this dude who's good at basketball could be 
in the same vicinity as them. Yeah, and yeah. what's actually happening is uh, our man Andy's paying him what forty a bucks, day? forty, 40 a, day? a day. Oh, he doubles it at some point, right? Because he yeah. sells his Doctor J card and he doubles the yeah. price. But it, at first, it's forty a day. Yeah. Um, there's also a moment where uh, Lamont, when the kids come to the court for practice, says, "What's up, my dogs?" and all the kids. Uh, think that he's using a racial slur against them because you know Jewish dog is like a has a history behind all it. of the guys are like hey 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 what are you do? what are you, what and he's like no man be cool bros all yeah. the dogs in the house we're, we're, we're roof it does feel like a little heavy for a Disney Channel movie that they said that also I want to point out that later um, the kid when they're selling the coffee says this coffee will put the hip in your hop, the slip in your slide, and the boo in your bootay. And yet he didn't know what Lamont meant when he said dogs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I know. I, I, I do. I know. What happened? He got the now, that's what I call hip-hop raps music. Hip, CD. hop, hippie to the hippie, said hip, hip, hop, said up, jump the boogie. I got this new kosher tape, mom. <laughs> Can I play it in the living room? <laughs> so this is a Disney Plus streaming film, right? Yeah. Uh, originally made for TV. So you can still see the commercial breaks in there. They're still oh, doing yeah. the fade-ins, fade-outs uh, in between commercial breaks. And there's a moment where I wrote a note down that says, so much happens off-screen in this movie. Everything happens off-screen. You, we would fade out and then fade back in over the commercial break, and everything had changed. <laughs> <laughs> while like <laughs> you you teach writing mike isn't it good when you're writing a script to end one scene and then pick up another scene recapping something that you haven't seen happen that happened in between these two scenes i say that's excellent writing <laughs> actually it might be because look they got this shit made <laughs> <laughs> these dudes got paid for this i mean you don't think that like it feels like this like disney didn't green light this because of the script this was like a all right let's make like a jewish fucking Hanukkah yeah. basketball time movie, right? We'll just was Yates and Kaufman. Do we, yeah. they, we got them on on the yeah, page. Yost. They had a, they had a deadline, and, yeah, hard deadline. Yeah, they don't. You think someone was like, well, "We're not going to make this movie now that all this stuff's happening off screen?" Mm-hmm. Uh, for arbitrary reasons, uh, they need to get Lamont hired at the school totally instead of just sure. doing what they're doing, which is just working for them. Uh, which is like meeting him after school to coach. But no, they need to get him fully full-time hired at the school, which I guess works out financially for Lamont. I I imagine he's going to make more money that way. Good for him. Uh, But in order to do so and sell Alex's mom, who's on the board of the school, we conveniently learn at that moment in the the film, uh, they need to go have uh, Shabbos dinner with the rabbi and the rabbi's wife. Oh, yeah. The rabbi's wife is weird. Yeah. Much older than him, too. Much right? older than him. And, like, again, the only person that he's got eyes for for the rest of the movie is the principal. Yeah, we see the wife for a minute, and we learn that she makes very good gefilte fish and chopped liver because Lamont likes it. Also, like, what a fucking disgusting Shabbat dinner. How about some fucking chicken or lamb? How about something? I was like, this is so, like, what? Only juicy gefilte? Like, I have gefilte fish at Passover like once and it's once a year and it's fine Beth likes it more than me but it's fine is that Jewish chitlins I don't know it's like salty gefilte fish is essentially just a bunch of white fish thrown together yeah like mush together it's like what if it had it's like what if white fish had the consistency of a matzo ball okay 
It's also like you don't. Um, I am just going to call it Jewish chitlins now. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I don't. That's probably accurate. Sure. But you don't often like gefilte and like chopped liver are not usually like the main dish. No, that's at, what I'm at, saying. At it's like, like that. But we're going to you know, have this gefilte fish and chopped liver is like, oh, this will be like out on the side, or you have it like with something else, or yeah. it's like a, on a spread. But you know, Kaufman and Yost and Silverman were just like. You know, sometimes it's your own people, Peter. <laughs> like, I said, I said this. Like, all right, I, I know like this is our just, fault for this movie. Like they just, they're like, well, we like we can't let people know we also eat chicken. We just have to put the most disgusting looking food out. The best part of that scene, though, is after Lamont enjoys the chopped liver more than anyone has ever enjoyed chopped liver. I like chopped liver. Chopped liver is. It goes fine. It's fine. But yeah, he eats gefilte <laughs> fish and chopped liver one he's after like, another. Yeah. And then he's like, Mm-mm-mm. the only thing that I could ask for now is a glass of milk. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> Fucking wild. Number one, it's wild that they that he would want a glass of milk after eating those two things. And then what's even wilder is what? Is the way everyone looks at him like he murdered somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, how dare you, sir? Don't you know what kosher is? Yeah. You black man from California who played at the University of Virginia? How do you not know that we keep our dairy and meat separate? And it could have just been like, oh, hey, we're kosher. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, uh, we don't do that, actually. Yeah. How about some water? You want some water? And even he was like, oh, right, the kosher. Like, he knew. It just was like, oh, sorry. I wasn't trying to be aggressive or mean. It was like, you know... A slip up on my part, but yeah, like, I just love damn, milk like, so much. Leave me the fuck alone. Love like milk with my dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like if they react like that to like someone mentioning milk, he didn't pull it out of his jacket and drink it. <laughs> he just mentioned the word. Like, how do they get through the world every day? How do they go to a restaurant and someone puts <laughs> butter on their table? For like, the no, <laughs> get away. <laughs> yeah. It, that was an insane moment. They really like they picked weird moments to go big. I feel like in this movie, Lamont also was like the most comfortable looking in the yamaka compared to anyone else in that scene. He had it tilted sideways like Ti. It mm-hmm. it just it looked like it fit more naturally on him than any other character. He looked like Adabisi from Oz. There it is. That's it. <laughs> He did. That's it. Now you nailed it. That's exactly what the fuck he was rocking. I don't know that guy's name, but I know I know who you're talking about because yeah. I've seen pictures from Oz. I've never watched Oz. Oh, I watched Oz's. a few Oz's. It's it's wild. It's I wild. I, I think you, you've I, sung its praises to me before. There's seven seasons. I think I did like five and a half. I did like almost all of it. Um, it's incredible. Sure. Out of BC's the fuck. There's. I mean, there's like ten all timers in that. Oh. Okay. We are live. Uh, they, they've hired Lamont as the coach. They've only been playing basketball on a pretty beat up outdoor court. Yeah, Flash forward to he's at the Philadelphia Jewish Academy now, working full time in a suit. In a suit, the former coach comes up to him. He's so happy to not have to coach the team anymore that he goes, "You dementia," <laughs> which brutal. I don't know what. I don't know what to say about any of it. Um, there's some confusion because Lamont doesn't have an address, so they the Miss Klein the the uh, 
the fucking the principal. one the Aryan principal of this Jewish Hebrew school. Yeah, she's a snoopy little jerk, and she's kind of she follows him home. Uh, it's just like some real like uh, shaming going on with this too. Yeah. Oh, I want to point out one thing. All the adults in this movie that are Jewish are doing an Andy Kindler impression. <laughs> and so when it becomes clear that the, the principal will fire Lamont for not for living in his van, which feels like he might have a good lawsuit. Yeah, that's uh, so that discriminatory. Um, so Schlotsky's solution is ding, 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 the Bender condo. So he goes home, uh, checks on his dad and says, hey, dad, uh, did you did you get any offers on the Bender condo yet? And then his dad goes, "The last time I got a decent offer on the Bender condo, I was riding my pet dinosaur." <laughs> Everyone is not doing an Andy Kindler impression. Everyone's doing an impression of Michael Showalter playing the comedian at the end of Wet Hot American Summer. That's like yeah. a verbatim joke from that movie. <laughs> Right, so uh, Lamont moves into the Bender condo, solves that problem. Miss Klein, Mrs. Klein doesn't care. Oh, she's Mrs. Klein also. So everyone, every adult is having some kind of extraneous kind of thing happening. Um, also, so Lamont gets to the Bender condo, and his dad's like, uh, "I can't really let you stay here for free. I don't have. And he doesn't have the money." And he's like, "Well, why don't I clean it up a little bit? I'll finish painting it and kind of spruce the place up." Meaning the dad has never actually taken the time to make that place look good for as long as he's been trying to fucking sell it. And that's right. because if it does if it looks good enough, he can't be selling it where he's having sex with his mistress. Yeah. Yep. There's only one empty condo in this building. One empty condo. That's true because it Come literally on. says it on the outside. Yeah. It says one condo left. Come on, son. That and thing is flying off the shelf. It is a late 90s like come palace <laughs> like Right? Yeah, it's like, got the bar. It does. It has a bar with uh like lights for the bottles. Yeah. And it has a, that industrial like wavy uh like walling, you know what I mean? That's yeah. like Yeah. It it's actually very made, industrial, very it's like a it's a open concept kind of thing. It yeah. actually made me think of the a dad's loft. open loft in the Mary Kate and Ashley uh, original movie It Takes Two or Billboard no Billboard Dad. Billboard anyone? Dad. Billboard Dad anyone? Oh, Is that no. too much? No, I was going to go porno there. I'm pretty sure they used it <laughs> for some West Coast productions. They're definitely. That is that is definitely. Yeah, it's definitely yep. a cum palace. All right, next. So uh, I just want to take. Uh, this is the point where I wrote the note. This movie feels so fucking long. It feels like six weeks ago that Schlotsky said the tournament is in two weeks. <laughs> like, it just. This movie takes forever. Nothing really happens in it. It's 90 minutes, but it does feel like Irishman level. Yeah. Like, yeah. length. You're like, all right, let's go. They're good. And then he fucking. He's about. He gets kicked off the team. Yeah. For getting a C minus. Yeah. Okay. I want to point out. So this is at the beginning of the, the, the first game of, of Lamont being the actual coach. Uh, he starts off with a, a speech where saying, Ben, what do dogs do? Big Ben being the little chubby center. He says, Ben, what do dogs do? Ben says, barf on the carpet. <laughs> and I was like, what is Ben doing to his dog at home? Yeah, what's going <laughs> what is, on? what what is he feeding, feeding Just like dog? feeding him grapes. <laughs> like, grapes and avocado. Yeah. <laughs> his dog. Yeah, that's like the ninth thing on the list. Uh, anyway, so yeah, then that speech ends with uh, Lamont revealing that Schlotsky, who is – not only gotten him a job, but also uh, gotten him a place to live. He's like, 
you know, Schlotsky is a little asshole, but he's also like helped this man become gainfully employed and not homeless anymore. Has come through. Yeah. Lamont uh, says Schlotsky's got to sit because he's got to see minus on a test. It seemed like it was a directive from the school. Yeah, but he said he's failing history, which C minus is not a fail. That's Jewish private school standards. That's <laughs> a fail. fail. Yeah, anything anything B and below is failure at uh, at, at Hebrew School Academy in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom through this because, again, this movie feels really long. At the end of a practice, uh, Lamont says he's got to go meet a friend. He's cutting practice short. This is after uh, Schlotsky retook a test and got a B plus, so he's back on the team. But wait, wait, sorry, we got. I'm sorry. He can't study. Oh, he doesn't God. know how to study <laughs> until all of his friends come over and make him study while dribbling a basketball. Yeah, apparently dribbling <laughs> makes this kid smart, which is wild because at the beginning of the movie he was bragging about he's like almost uh, perfect SAT score, PSAT yeah. score. And then when he's taking the test, he makes the rabbi pretend to dribble, and yeah. he starts by pretending to spin the ball on his finger like a Harlem Globetrotter. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> There's just no logic. Um, I mean, this is a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> it's particularly bad, though. Okay. I mean, this is no brink. Yeah. So uh, Lamont has to go meet a friend. Uh, cut to a non-speaking cameo from Jerome Williams, who they just are playing uh, former NBA player Jerome Williams. Who did he the play junkyard for? dog? Yeah, he's also a dog. Yeah, uh, they he played, played for Philly in uh, Detroit and Toronto. Toronto, yeah, I think he was on Toronto at the time because he's wearing his like game jersey. And yeah, the Raptors game he's jersey. He's wearing his own authentic jersey. But uh, they play one-on-one. There's no dialogue. Nothing happens. It's like literally a five-second scene where they're just both dunking the ball on each other. Uh, A scene or two later, um, Lamont reveals he has to quit because the Sixers want to sign him to a 10-day contract because he met up with a friend to play a (laughs) one-on-one, and he made some calls. I called the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers, and I said, you've got to sign this homeless guy who I just played pickup with. Lamont. Like, yeah, Jerome Williams, who plays for the Raptors at this point, called the Sixers GM and said, sign this guy I played pickup with. And within six hours, he's got a 10-day contract, which, to be fair, is exactly how Harvard writers get each other jobs in Hollywood. (laughs) Okay. But, like, Jerome Williams never, like, for his career, he averaged 6.6 points. How many boards? Eight. Eight some change. He was a board man. Board man got paid. He, yeah. he averaged six and six. Lovely numbers. That's, six and that's six. That's good with, enough for like a 10-year career. Yeah, that's what he had. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Right. All energy. But yeah. like, even if you were like watching Full Court Miracle and you were a kid who loved the NBA. You wouldn't know who he was. You wouldn't be like, oh, Jerome Williams. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, wow, it's Jerome Williams. <laughs> who? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Lamont is leaving the team. He's going to go play for the Sixers. Uh, Schlotsky is personally offended by this. Uh, tries to get him to stay as the part-time middle school coach of a Jewish academy. Uh, when Lamont says, "No, this is like I'm your dream is to go to the NBA. So is mine. So yeah, I got a fucking family." Uh, <laughs> then. Schlotsky goes to his mom, who's on the board, and tries to get her to stop him from leaving the job, like somehow legally. Schlotsky is a little fucked. That's the most Jewish move in the yeah. in the in the thing, man. That's it. Hey, come on, that's. Anyways, tournament's looming. Uh, 
it's gonna like they they somehow play six games in one day and advance to the finals without without Lamont as their Judah Maccabee. Yeah, because he taught him how to dance before he left. Yeah. Well. Oh my God, that was yeah. a whole scene too. We didn't even talk about that. I mean, we're saving it because that's the final. That's the final day of the okay. tournament. Right? Yes. Yeah. Bring it yeah. in. So. Uh, yeah, they advanced to the finals against the Warriors and Tyler, the Aryan Dream Boy, and uh, and they open the the game up by they they come out of the locker room and a rap song with the hook Dreidel Dreidel is playing, and then the lyrics start and it's about basketball even though the hook is Dreidel Dreidel, and the kids start doing a dance. They run up the court, stomping like rhythmically. And then do the worst, like, sub... It's as if the Remember the Titans, like, We Are the Titans dance was just choreographed by the Jews who wrote this movie. <laughs> it's like, the sound, like, the, the stage directions were very clear about the, the movements they had to make for them to... This was probably the most specific part of the entire screenplay. Yeah, if you go to... Uh, if you go to google and you search for like a uh, full court miracle dreidel dreidel like, it's on our twitter you put it on our twitter <laughs> yeah i mean i'll pin it maybe i'll pin it so that by the time uh <laughs> i'll pin it next week so that way you can just go to our twitter right now and watch this clip because it is fucking worth it <laughs> um oh boy so now uh now starts the incredibly forced uh hanukkah uh metaphor there's a rainstorm, the power goes out, the Lions are playing well against the Warriors, they're only down like 10, uh, and then the power goes out, and the generator has kicked on. There's only enough fuel in the generator to last a couple minutes, guys. Which means they shouldn't be in the building at all. I no. don't understand how a school can just let you stay in a gym where the power is clearly That's failing. not appropriate. It's a fire hazard. Way off. Yeah. But it's the fourth quarter of an important game. It's the Liberty Tournament, guys. Liberty for who? It's a great for question. Important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An excellent yeah, question. Who is sponsoring this? <laughs> also, they just sh- they shoot in, the, in this like very makeshift gym that is so clearly like eight feet too small to be any kind of basketball court, even for a middle school game. My game yeah. is designed for... That court, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. Basketball for film. It is the Roxboro court, yeah. The Roxbury court or the Roxboro court in Cleveland Heights. Shout out to the two one six. But oh, uh, I just looked it up. Uh, this tournament was sponsored by Cream Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Philadelphia's own baby. Let's go, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, schmear culture. Um, so yeah, the power goes off. There's only enough uh, fuel on the generator to last a minute. They need a miracle, guys. If the power goes off, then whoever's in the in, in the lead is just going to win the game. And the Warriors, they 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 know how to play. They're up fifty eight to forty eight, or is it like fifty two forty two? I think at that yeah, point. Yeah, they're no, they they're up like fifteen points with like fifteen minutes fifteen minutes to go. Yeah. Quarter, yeah. They play. So that's another thing too. It's like whoa, and, you're playing sixty minute games. That's wild. I didn't I didn't even think about that. They're that's, playing sixty minute games. That's NBA training. Not even. I don't even. That's soccer. I feel like <laughs> high school games are usually 10 minutes, right? It's football. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, the Warriors are wasting time. They're calling timeouts when they don't need to because they're just trying to run out the fuel on the generator. Uh, and then a miracle happens, guys. Lamont shows up. And you know what else shows up? The power from the generator. Whoa. It doesn't go away. It's only supposed to last a couple minutes. 
It lasts the whole quarter. But as it's like dwindling down, is this where the, the fucking K-hole scene starts? Right. So when that's when Lamont shows up. <laughs> and there's the last couple minutes of the game where uh, the, the, they're down like 10 at this point. Um, and they need, they only have like four minutes left. They need to, you know, fucking score. Schlotsky is just a terror on the court, stealing the ball, hitting easy layups. Uh, and the editing in the last couple minutes of the game is so fucking insane. It's almost disorienting. It's, I think it's meant to be disorienting. It's blurry. It's shaky. Uh, it's sped up at some points, slowed down at others. It's quick cuts that don't make any sense that like break. Filmmaking rules. Also, like, they, they use half of their like generator energy on when Lamont shows up, and this like super bright light shines everywhere around him. Oh yeah, because it's a true miracle. He is the ghost of Judah Maccabee, but also a true. human being who has his own lineage and life, and like you know dreams. Yeah, but oh, yeah. nah, but yeah, yeah, it's wild. Uh, anyways, uh, Schlotsky, his his big thing. You know, he is a selfish person. We've established that through conversation. But his big struggle as a player is that he's a selfish player, right? He shoots when he should pass. He thinks he has to do everything on his own. Uh, his big character arc uh, comes to a close when he's got the ball with four seconds left, and he's everyone's yelling for him to shoot it. What does he do, guys? Passes it to Stick. Passes it to the Stick. And Stick, with his big old dick, okay, hold hits on. a hook shot. Stick <laughs> hits a hook shot that is original. He catches the ball on the three-point line. And then he shoots the ball from the block, and then the ball goes in like underneath the hoop, like it's a layup from the left side. It is. It's really wackily edited. They really kind of they replay the 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 hook shot several times in slow mo from different angles, and it's a different location and arc every time. Oh yeah, and Schlotsky's dad is with a new woman. Oh okay, that's here it is. So here is this so, the point of the. This is it. This is why you came to this podcast. So. This is this is going to conclude our evidence why Schlotsky is fucking someone else. So, so far we have mom clearly resents him. He's clearly a bit of a deadbeat. He's kind of he's kind of like Deadwood in this relationship, right? Uh, he's got a condo that conveniently will never sell, uh, that he's like not doing the work to, to get rid of. The mom notices, uh, It's but it's always empty. It's the last condo in this building. So it's like, clearly, why can't he get rid of this one? Um, starting around that midway point of the final game, there's suddenly a younger, beautiful woman sitting next to him that wasn't there for the first half of the game. And if you are the mistress of a man whose wife is always working and hates her son's basketball games. But it doesn't go to the games. What is the safest place for you to meet in public after you have been run out of your bang space that is now the Lamont is living in? The Liberty yeah. Turnits. There it is. Uh, semifinals. So, right. yeah. There's go this, to the gym. This young, beautiful woman just sitting next to him, kind of a little close uh, and you see it multiple times. They're comfortable. Uh, the mother shows up near the end of the game with about half a minute to go. Dramatically, every shot after that, the young woman is no longer there. You know what it is? It's right when like the actual miracle begins to take place. After the yeah. countdown happens and the lights go out for a second, and the mom shows up, she is out. She's gone. And gone. you can go check, go on Disney Plus and stream this. It, you it, probably watch this movie at, if you're listening to this. Even if you haven't, good for you. No, you don't have to watch this movie. Um, <laughs> but if you do, go and, like, literally when the mom shows up, that's when, like, Mitchell was like, hey, you got to scram. And, like, the woman, <laughs> okay, honey, she's like, you're no here. longer there. And then when the game's <laughs> he really over, does. he's like, hi, honey. Yeah, he, God. like, turns and looks. And it's like, oh, my God, honey, you got here. Like, 
It's yeah, he's definitely um he's a uh a, a lecherous man. But you know what? He gave a condo to a to a man in need <laughs> during <laughs> he during the he sacrificed, the, he sacrificed his season. bang his yeah. bang space. Yeah. Which is love, dude. Also there's a dude on his right during the whole game who's wearing like a pretty chill windbreaker who could also be selling him drugs cuz where do you go when you need to sell drugs? Middle school basketball. Middle game. school basketball. His wife's not going to be there. That's true. Let's get it. Anyways, stick hits the shot. They win. The, the Lions win. I think like fifty nine to fifty eight. Uh, Hanukkah miracle. Hanukkah miracle. Power goes out as the ball is going through the net. Um, praise G hyphen D. Amen. And then there's also you forgot about all the calculus that happens in the middle of that game too. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I mean. All right, we could skip it. We could skip the calculus. So then, anyways, we've been talking about this movie for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mom comes back, and this time she brings Lamont or Lamont's family with. Oh her. yeah, Lamont's uh, struggling family, whom he left. He left to go try to get this ten day contract, and Schlotsky didn't care. <laughs> Lamont's like, my, I need to pay for my family to live and eat and Shalotsky's like I need you as my part-time middle school coach <laughs> like <laughs> this is about what I need yeah and then at the end he's like well my dreams changed like, oh yeah oh. Uh, then he, st- he stayed because his dreams changed yeah and Philly let his ass go <laughs> it's gotta be yeah no chance which is wild though because again at the University of Virginia he averaged a triple double in college but what are you gonna do oh when, no when Aaron McKee comes back no, he, uh, he, he, the Canadian Basketball League. He was a pro in Canada for five years in this movie, and he averaged twenty-seven, ten, and ten, which is wild. That like, even if it is the CBL, like those, that's good enough to get on an NBA team. You should at least not be. You should have an agent or have someone that you're talking to, and not just. Like Chris Farley living in a van down by yeah. the river. Also, if he was a pro in Canada for five years, what happened to that money? Yeah. I, I imagine he wasn't making NBA money, but like, there's got to be a couple hundred grand. He year. blew it to rebuild his van. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is a plot point at some point. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Anything else about this movie? Uh, it's so stupid. I would not <laughs> recommend watching it. Um, I just recommend watching the one clip that will be pinned to the Airbuds Twitter. Yeah. Oh, Try to God. find the song. We need the a studio version of the song. If anyone can find a studio version of the Dreidel Dreidel song, it's called we'll Spin You Like a, a Dreidel. A free shirt. Yeah, Spin You Like the Dreidel is the official song. We need that song. Uh, yeah, first person to send us an actual like MP3 of it, not a clip from the movie. Like we will get you. Uh, Several free shirts. I, I mean, I'll yeah, put we'll a bounty out for that. Yeah, we'll do anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> Get to kiss two of us. Mm. That's huge. But the third one will feel left out. <laughs> All right. Well, guys. Yeah, thank you for subscribing. We love thank you, you guys. for subscribing. Happy holidays. Happy Honda days. Yeah, baby. Peace. Jamal, don't fall overboard. No. <laughs>